Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, Darren Mitchell here, and welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast on this Thursday, the 14th of October, 2021. Another beautiful, beautiful spring day here in the Macedon Ranges, albeit overnight we had an absolute bucket load of rain, but right now, sun is shining, not a cloud in the sky, and not a breath of wind. One of the perfect spring days here in Victoria. Trust wherever you are in the world, you're also having a wonderful, wonderful day. So in today's episode, I want to talk about a, a topic that I've talked a lot about uh, over many podcasts, but also I spend a lot of time with clients talking about this, and it's one of my leading philosophies around leadership, and that is the importance of the standards that we set, but more importantly, the standards that we execute and demonstrate every single day. And the title of this particular podcast is going to be something like, Be Relentless in Your Standards. And I've had some incredible conversations this week with clients. I had some coaching conversations with a number of clients, and two in particular really stood out as a prime example of this. Now, I've been working with these guys for a little while now, one for about six months and one for about, I think we're in the second in our second month together, and we've been doing a lot of work around this in terms of standards and values and all the things in relation to leadership and setting the right example. Uh, and it's been it's been phenomenal phenomenal feedback in terms of what they've been putting in place, uh, and not only that, the feedback they've been getting from their peers, their customers, but also their direct reports in terms of the engagement levels within their team. Now, there was one particular example we talked about this week, and I'll talk about uh, I'll talk about one particular client. I haven't got permission to use his name, so I'm not going to use his name. I'll, I'll change the name to protect the innocent, if you like, and. Uh, We're going to call this particular client Jack. Now, Jack's been working with this particular organization for a number of years, and he's, in the last 12 months, had a huge step up in terms of a promotion. And within his team, uh, he's probably got roughly about 10 to 12 direct reports, but in his team, it amounts to about 400, 450 people. Now, one of the things that was really uh, difficult for, for Jack in the beginning was to know what he stood for. And he hadn't had a huge amount of leadership experience at a senior level. So this was a significant step up for him. So we've been working together for for a number of months now and working on all things in terms of uh, his values, talking about leadership philosophy, how to deal with really difficult uh, people, how to deal with difficult senior leaders, how to communicate, and a whole box box and dice in terms of leadership conversations, philosophies, techniques, and strategies. One of the things we've spent a lot of time on is this thing called standards. And I had this conversation this week and what it was relaying to me, it just filled my, I guess, my my heart with just this warmth and this satisfaction that the stuff that we've been working on, he's seen play out uh, many times now, but this week in particular, play out to the point where he now gets it. And more importantly than that, his team are starting to get it. Now, I'm not going to give you, I guess, specific details around the, the, the actual standard that he was talking about, but one of the key lessons that he learned that he shared with me this week is just the power of being relentless in not only pursuit of your standards, but in execution of the standards. And we talked about this thing called consistency, which 
I bang on a lot about, and consistency really, when you think about it, is not a very sexy word, but consistency does compound. And what people are looking for, whether it be in business, in sport, or in life, they're looking for people who are consistent. Now, you can be consistently good, you can be consistently not good, or you can be consistently inconsistent. Now, what we're talking about here, and certainly in the case of leadership, and certainly for Jack, is consistent in the application and the relentless pursuit of these standards of excellence. Now, I must say that when we first started working together, he did share with me that, mate, I've got, he said, mate, I've got half the team that love me and half my team that hate me, so I need your help. And so we, we set about putting in place a program to help him get really, really clear on what he stood for as a leader, what he wanted to be known for, what he's known for right now, so identifying where the gap is. And then we started to fill those gaps with, okay, what are the values he holds dear to him? And therefore, what are the standards that needs to be put in place to support those values so we can then build some consistency around those standards to the point where performance of the team starts to change, it starts to become more consistent, and you've got engagement as well with the team because it starts to increase and become more consistent as well. So what we what we see is we've, we've now got a case where this particular leader has a lower level of, of attrition. He now has a higher level of engagement. But what's most important is certainly from a business point of view, there is a higher level of performance and therefore the output that's being delivered by this team is having a significant impact in a positive way on the bottom line of the business. Now, he shared with me an example that happened this week and rather than give the, I guess, the intimate details of what actually happened, suffice to say it wasn't a pleasant situation, but he had to, as a leader, step up and deliver uh, some conversations and make some decisions that uh, probably weren't going to be that popular. But this is the power of the message in relation to being relentless in, in terms of your standards. He actually uh, had to have some difficult conversations, and in one particular case, he had to get one of these one of his people to uh, leave to, and not not leave in terms of be sacked, but leave leave the site for that particular day because they were not adhering to the expected standards. Now, the other interesting thing about this is there was another person who was also asked to leave, who was very good friends with Jack and who is in a management position. In fact, he's one of the direct reports to Jack. He also asked that person to leave as well. Now they couldn't. They couldn't understand why at the time. They sort of they fought uh, about it at the time. They argued in terms of that, and and they what they tried to do was try to get Jack to make an exception. But Jack has been working so hard on the standards he wants to hold up and the values it has got that he had to stand firm. As hard as it may have been, and he, he said to me it was really hard to do at the time. But I've got to say, it's probably one of the best things I've ever done because what he realized is it set an example to his entire team. And we're talking about a team of over 400 people here because he had that conversation within eye shot and within earshot of other people. And the thing we need to realize as leaders is, and I've said this a lot, that our team are watching our every move. And everybody that's associated with our team are watching what we do. They're listening to what we say. But they're also listening to what we're not saying and they're listening and watching for what we are not doing. And when that, then they're making a, dis, a determination based on all of those things and saying, well, is this person who's talking and acting, is there consistency in that message? For example, is what I'm talking about is matched by my actions? And if they are, terrific. If they're not, we've got a problem. And he could have made a very, very simple choice at that moment and let that go through the keeper, allow that person to get away with that behavior that was being demonstrated. But instead, he recognized that, no, no, the principles above everything else stand true and must stand above absolutely everything else, irrespective of who the person is and irrespective of where they sit on the hierarchy. So the biggest lesson he got was 
the power of the standards because since then he's had a conversation with two of those people who came back the next day because I was sent home that particular day. Uh, had a conversation and both of those people not only apologised but they actually got back on back on back on deck in terms of the standards of behaviour they're expected to adhere to. So the key message out of today's episode is be relentless in your standards. But it starts with are you aware, really aware of what your standards are and what are they? You might be sitting there thinking, well, what are standards? Well. Standards are simple things such as your standards of behavior. What are the behaviors you expect? Now, these often will lead from your values. And one of the things that I do a lot of work with leaders on is being really clear on what their leadership values are. What's, in, what's important to them? What do they stand for? What's, what do they want to be known for in terms of a leader? So when somebody uh, follows you around and has a camera on you and is watching you doing what you're doing on a daily basis, is it is it obvious to them what your values are because it should be quite obvious based on the behaviors that you demonstrate and the conversations that you have with your people. So your standards of behavior and your standards of excellence will come from what those values are. Now, many people actually don't sit down and spend time with uh, identifying what those values are and what's important to them. So if there's one thing that comes out of this episode today and you haven't sat down and done an exercise in relation to what your values are, do yourself a favor and give yourself at least half an hour to just think, first of all, what are my values? And it might, it's, look, it's going to take longer than half an hour to really get them honed in. But start thinking about it and ask yourself the direct question, what is it that is important to me as a leader? What I want to be known for. So what are my leadership values? So just as an example, we actually whittled down a huge list for Jack and he started with about 15 or 16 attributes or principles or qualities and we've got it down to about six or seven now. But his top four, just as an example to give you something to, to work on, his number one value is accountability. His number two is competence. Number three was respect. And number four was honesty and integrity. Now, when you look at those, he can then take those particular, and number one being accountability, he just he, he, he drives for accountability because he keeps himself accountable. So when he keeps himself accountable, guess what? He's going to be expected to keep his team accountable as well. So that's his number one value. So when it comes to creating standards of excellence and standards of, of behavior, um, that can be demonstrated and measured on a daily basis, they come from these values. So when when we worked on these values for Jack, he had number one as accountability. So it was really easy for him to start thinking about, all right, from accountability point of view, because that's the number one thing that's important to me, that's what I expect within my team. So what are some behaviors I need to put in place for myself? But what are some things I expect from my team that will be underpinned by levels of accountability? And it just so happened that this particular week, that he had to send a couple of people home, they were not living up to the standards around accountability. Why? Because they were not taking accountability. So he had no option but to actually give them the the information that he did and send them on their way. Uh, now, since then, obviously there's been a conversation and they've got themselves back on track and everything is everything's starting to it's not it's not perfect yet, but they're they're certainly getting back on track. And so I asked Jack this question. I said, mate, what is the biggest lesson you've learned from that situation? And he said, what I've learned is it's one thing to think you represent a certain aspect of leadership or uh, believe in a certain thing to be true or want to be known for something. It's another thing entirely to be completely engrossed in and committed to what your values are and therefore what your standards are. And if I hadn't have spent that time sitting down and really analyzing this, and getting your help in terms of critiquing it and really challenging me on this, then I wouldn't have been in position to have the conversations that I did this week because, I, because I've set a really fine example 
on what will be acceptable within my team, but also what will not be acceptable. And the message there is, it doesn't matter who you are, if you don't live according to the standards we've set, then guess what? You're going to have a conversation. There will be consequences. So he said the biggest lesson was was that, plus just the fact that I've got to be relentless and consistent with my standards and be uncompromising and be relentless in the execution of those standards. Because if I let it drop, if I even lower my standards by one or two percentage points, then that's all some people need to actually take 5 10%. And all of a sudden, it starts to permeate across the entire team. And I can't afford that to happen. The other thing he said to me was he, he thought that when we started working together that the word consistency was a bit of a wanky word. And I said, well, it might sound like that. And it, and it certainly doesn't have a huge amount of charisma attached to it. But I said to him, if you can get feedback from somebody that says, you know what, I may not necessarily always agree with you, but one thing I do know for sure is you are consistent in what you do, then that is some of the best feedback you can ever get. And his lesson this week was, you know what, I held true to my standards, I held true to my values, but I've been consistent with the standards of the execution of those standards every single day. And to be relentless in those is what's got me to this particular point where I've got a high level of engagement across the team and as we mentioned before, high level of output as well. So a question for you guys today as you listen to this and as we wrap up is, what are your standards? Have you sat down and done that exercise in terms of what's important to you? What are, what are your key leadership values? If you haven't done that, please sit down and really think about that. You only need to come up with maybe a five or six key, key values, but also put it into order in terms of importance. So what's the number one value for you? And then start thinking about, all right, based on that value, what are some standards of behavior and expectations around that that I can put in place for myself, but also for my team, that I can then start to see and I can then start to measure. Because if you're uncompromising in your standards and in your execution, you're going to drive consistency, you're going to drive, drive increases level, increasing levels of engagement, and you're certainly going to increase the output of your team, and that is guaranteed. But it all starts with us being absolutely relentless and ruthless in what our standards are, but also in the execution of those. So with that said, if you like some help with your standards, if you like some help with your values, because that's a key part of becoming an exceptional sales leader, then jump on my calendar and let's have a conversation about working together as early as this week. So jump on our leadwithdarren.com, pick a time that suits. We'll jump on to a Zoom call, have a conversation about where you're at, uh, what are some of your current challenges, but also more importantly, what you're looking to achieve in your leadership over the next 90 days, and we can get working on a plan ASAP to help you get well on your way to becoming that exceptional sales leader. And in the process, of course, help your team become exceptional at what they do as well, driving those replicable and sustainable results. So very much look forward to that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.